Welcome to Cardboard Philosophy, the board game podcast where we talk about nothing serious, seriously. Each episode, we randomly pick from a list of niche, deep board game topics and have at it. So we invite you to join us at the table, listen in on our conversations, and let us know what you think. Welcome back to Cardboard Philosophy. This is episode 19. I'm Steven. So yeah, let's let's roll. And we got 18? 18. All right. And that is video game adaptations. This is Evans. Yeah. Evan. So this came from the announcement that the video game Terraria is getting a board game adaptation. And a lot of the comments mm. I saw were very much, why? Why do we need this? Video game adaptations are always bad. And that kind of made me wonder, why are they always bad and what would make them good? So what makes a good transition from TV to table? Is it worth the effort to capture the feel of a video game in a board game? Are we just trying to like force something digital into an analog space where it doesn't belong? Is there a way that those two can kind of coexist together? I don't necessarily have a lot of touch points for game adaptations, but I just think it's an interesting thought experiment because they do tend to get very poorly reviewed. Well, I think it's probably tough to do a lot of video games are real time whereas board games are not but they're both games so i can see the desire to want to like make that jump you know kind of like books to movies or to comics or something like they're sort of still a linear storytelling medium of sorts yeah i mean there's kind of like the cash grabby route which is you try to like literally port the video game over to board game and then just have all the people who like the video game buy the board game and then you made some money because they bought it but i think the Mm -hmm. smarter way to do it would be to try to capture something about the video game but mold it to fit board games like maybe you really like the theme of say sniper elite a game where you're like one dude sneaking around trying to shoot people there's no reason why you can't capture that theme in a board game but trying to literally port every single mechanism from the video game or trying to make it simulate the video game, that would be the bad, a bad way to do it. But I think in that game, they, they did it the right way. I think they, they ported the feel. You could also even try to port the universe, like um, this war of mine. I haven't played the video game or the board game, but I know the board game is very highly acclaimed, as is the video game. And I doubt that they play very similarly. But the world and the story is so interesting that even ported to board games, it works. But you just have to build board game mechanisms around that world you can't rely on the video game mechanisms recently there was the worms game on crowdfunding i forget if it was kickstarter or what but to me that's it's already a turn-based video game but there's still something about the kind of physics based you know mm-hmm. feely nature of it that to me it almost almost wanted to be like a dexterity game or something but um it it, it wasn't that it just they had dice and stuff it still looked interesting it had like the wind you know mechanic and things like that so it seems like they kind of captured a lot of the characters and the look and some of the mechanisms to some degree i obviously haven't played it it's not out yet but um but yeah it, it did make me wonder like oh how could you really capture the the feeling of like judging the distance and the, the the shot of a bazooka or whatever like you could in the in the game you've hit on two things that i want to dig into a bit the first thing was that video games are real time and board games aren't and that you thought worms would be better as a dexterity game and i'm wondering if part of the reason that they aren't generally as popular is because there's not the level of risk of like hey let's do a real-time dexterity game mm. for this where you're kind of breaking the mold. Like a real-time dexterity game doesn't really exist a lot. 
I mean, on like a larger scale and then kind of throwing something that's a little bit riskier, a little bit more out of the box behind a larger IP might be a bit of a gamble for some people, but that could also be the missing spice. I feel like I've seen a handful of what looks like the dungeon crawly approach of like a bunch of tiles that build a level and then you move the little minis around and then you roll dice to shoot and haven't played them. So maybe <laughs> I'm just kind of like uh, shooting from the hip here, but um yeah, it seems like that's definitely like a common route of like, these are the characters, these are the levels, you know, everything is there kind of one for one. But yeah, um, I mean, there are real time games like Bullet comes to mind. Um, we fit to print, fit, fit to print recently, you know, mm-hmm. that's a, yeah, yep. Um, Galaxy Trucker, the, you know, one of the classics. Um, you might be right, Evan, that maybe that is a risky, tricky one to pull off and to put a whole big expensive IP behind it maybe is a risky move it's also i think hard to take some even just like core feelings or styles of video games and try to make them board games like one thing that i one one type of video game i really like is the couch party video game where you can just like Mm. hop in get a controller it's got four buttons anybody can Mm. play and it's just silly fun and i tried for years to make that feel in a board game and i just like couldn't do it so maybe it's possible but maybe there's just some things that are for video games and trying to port those is a mistake like you can't you can't just hand somebody a controller teach them three buttons and go in a board game maybe there's an equivalent but i don't know if that really exists for example and i'm sure there's other things too that and worms it all kind of comes into this like the idea is simple it's sort of like point and go but then mm-hmm. like the exact nuance of mm-hmm. moving the joystick or the exact direction you know like there's a lot of actual possibilities it could be anywhere on this whole spectrum of movement but it's like the learning it is like move go jump you know well if you took the inverse of this mario party is a really great example of a video game that is adapting a board game but the board game part of mario party is kind of the worst part of mario yeah everyone talks about the mini games the actual like roll to move and then just all of your stars get stolen from you it feels really bad it's like this awful take that game but then you get the mini games, and to Robert's point, it's a lot of fun. Like you have to mash a button faster than somebody, or you're like jostling around in real life trying to mess up the other person on the controller. Oh, you're that guy. Okay. Uh, no, I was the person <laughs> that complained about that guy at the party. But I'm wondering if that's almost asking for to adapt that then into an analog space would be a simple roll to move, and then dexterity and card play mini games that are really really quick. But you kind of lose the ability to have the demo or the tutorial in two seconds at the start of all those mini games. Yeah. I think this is getting I, to the point that like some things should stay in video games. Like some things just can't be ported. We'll leave those to video games and board games have their own strengths. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to jump around too much, but there's also like board games that get turned into video games or like the digital versions. Those are usually mm-hmm. a little more true to the because it's a little easier to go that way or that's my gut reaction i feel like you're still playing a board game though i think you get the worst end of the stick when you're playing a digital adaptation of a board game sometimes not always i think board game arena has done some really good adaptations but -hmm. if you look at something like i try playing brass on the digital implementation and it just seemed to lose something because you can tell how many cards somebody else has a root that's another good one where you can kind of tell how many cards somebody has and you s- sort of can track the information, but it loses some of that 
ability to kind of be in the moment and know what's going on because you have to like navigate through all these menus to check what other people yeah. are doing instead of just watching it play out in front of you. Yeah. Um, I think Root's a decent one. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely some stuff, or especially like like the push your lucky kind of games. Like you play those online or especially like async. Give us an example, Steve. <laughs> oh, I don't know. For instance. There's so many. There's so many out there. Um, but like, you know, you kind of lose some of that like fun of laughing at each other. Um, whereas say like a video game online, you still kind of have that real time response. Even if you don't have the microphones plugged in, I feel like it's a little easier to go from board game to video game. I, I, I think it's easier to go from board game to video game. If you literally make it, um, like a, I don't know what the word is, but I guess we're saying adaptation Mm -hmm. where you just kind of use the mouse as a hand and it's just like free floating and doing stuff because Mm -hmm. in some sense, video games have more options than board games. So yeah, sure. Anything you can, you can kind of do in a board game, you could make happen in a video game. You can roll dice, you can draw cards, you can move pieces. It's just not going to be as tactile, but usually when things go video game to board game, like since board games are a more limited space, you have to cut things. Mm. You can't just like keep it all, but a, a board game to video game adaptation can keep it all. I feel yeah. like they're actually two very different things. I was just sitting here thinking if there's like one that goes beyond just kind of porting the game over. I know like Baldur's Gate maybe kind of takes the D and D tabletop thing and turn and starts to take advantage of some things that video games can mm-hmm. do. What's that video game board game? It doesn't exist in board game form. Um, Armello. That's a deep cut. I think they are making an actual tabletop version of it now. I, oh, I feel wow. like I saw that. Like it's coming. But yes, yes, that was like it felt like a board game, but it it was always just a video game, and it kind of leaned into some yeah. stuff that you could do there. Yeah. There's lots of like hidden information tracking, like things I see that you can't see. That's mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. fiddly and annoying to do often in a, in a board game. Something as simple as like imagine a game with a bunch of tiles and you can like look at a tile and put it back. And in a yeah. video game, I can just like hover and see like, oh, I, I know what that is and you don't. But or I can just see game, them on my screen. Yeah. In a board game, you add some memory element or you need some weird, annoying tracking system for mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's something so simple already. Video games seem to have a huge advantage or at least not the same limitation as a board game. I feel like we've mentioned it before, but there are some games that on like on bga online they it just it does that it kind of takes care of a lot of that upkeep and it's almost just like a little smoother and kind of maybe not as nice but if you're playing with everybody like on a call or something or it does kind of take care of a lot of that upkeep yeah i think i prefer playing castles of burgundy on on bga over in person now it's like not an interactive mm-hmm. game so i don't lose anything from like laughing at it. there's not really much it's very heads down and mm-hmm. there's enough like admin between rounds that BGA doing it in a second feels really nice. We could we could maybe I don't know this is this is too different or if there's other things to talk about. But like the ideal video game to board game adaptation does what? Like what are what are the do's and don'ts in our opinion of the ideal port? So I think you're right about feel being important and translating the feel. My one thought with that though is it kind of starts to get into the same problem that a lot of Lovecraft adaptations run into where people love Lovecraft's work for different reasons some people like how schlocky it is some people like the existentialism behind it some people like you know kind of this growing sense of dread these three disparate ideas that you know sometimes go really well together but if you take schlock and growing dread 
it doesn't always work. And that's why I think a lot of film adaptations of Lovecraft's work can really be unbearable at times is because they're just kind of throwing everything in. And I think that's very easy to have happen in a video game too. Yeah. I mean, I think capturing the feel of that universe is important, but it's definitely not like the only thing, you know, it's like almost not too hard to like make the minis and the themes and the characters, like the ones in the game and have the lore and the, you know, the setting and all the art and stuff, but having like the mechanics, that's where it starts to get tricky. I think the question, like the first question is why, like what, what do you add to the world by making a board game version of this video game? Like why not just play the video game? Mm. Like putting, putting the cash grab reason aside, why would somebody be driven to do this? I, th- I think one thing could be, it's a, it's a, a single player video game and so you want to be able to share it with friends in in real life not not make it like multiplayer video game but make it a a physical thing that you can all enjoy because that that interaction is different than a, than an online interaction i think and so maybe you would just want to bring that onto your table but besides that like why not just play the video game i think is a really big question at least one answer seems like i mean why do we play board games at all i mean to do something kind of fun and interactive together ideally maybe without through a screen or through you know remotely i mean we do that sometimes when we have to but like you still like to be able to like talk and chat and laugh if possible but yeah but why make that board game like just make like that already exists as a video game so yeah i get why you would make a board game but why make the video game into one Mm -hmm. is the decline of couch co-op to blame for this (laughs) i'm not even kidding because like your description there steve of like why do we play board games I mean, all those things can be true of playing a couch co-op game, but because the ability for a bunch of people to sit on a couch and play a game on the same console, on the same screen, has really dropped off in the last five, ten years, is that kind of what we want now? Instead of having that multiplayer online experience, if we're all together in the same space, oh, we'll just use the board game version. Is it a good enough ex- <laughs> I almost said excuse? Is it a good <laughs> enough reason um, to say... Uh, just it's fun it's a fun challenge it's fun to see if you can like if that is the prompt like can you can you do it can you make a board game version of x video game and can it be fun in maybe like a different way like i feel like we all have our favorite like a good movie that takes some game and makes a good movie out of it or a book out of it or something that made the genre the medium leap and it was successful and it's like it isn't the same but it takes advantage of the new medium in some way so like it could be fun to take a game, a video game that you like and make that leap and have it be different, but there still be something there that just as a fan of the game is still fun to have a little bit of that DNA in there. Yeah, I mean, it could just be inspiration, right? If, yeah. if you're creating something, you're inspired by many things. Maybe you play a video game and you're inspired by it and it's like, well, at this point, I may as well just try to make the board game version of the video game instead of pretending like it's something else when it's really Sniper Elite. Yeah. I'm basically coming at your why with a why not. <laughs> uh, like, like you, need, you need to come at an, you need to come up with an idea somewhere. Why not take a game and you know use that as a, a jumping off point? Um, what about board games that maybe aren't an adaptation of a video game but feel like a video game? I have at least like one in mind. Super Motherload. Uh, well, that actually is a port. Oh, it is. And oh, I believe okay. I believe it's like a flash game or like an online oh, game. Okay. Um, and that one I think is one of the good examples where like. I think it, that one might be kind of turn-based already. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I, I really, I never played the, the video game, but I think that one does 
change quite a bit, but it's its own thing. I think the super mother load example is interesting because you haven't even played the game. And so that's an obscure enough title where, to Robert's point, someone played it, got inspired and said, hey, let's make a board game out of this. And it's good. Like people like super mother load. Maybe that captures the feel of the game. Maybe it just has like a nugget of an idea from the game. But that's enough to kind of carry it forward and become its own thing. And that might be maybe the biggest test or standard to put this against is if you have no investment in the IP or if you've never heard of the game, would this be a fun experience on its own? I feel like the answer to that should usually be no. Like, (laughs) isn't it made for the people who like the video game? Because otherwise, I guess just going back to that question, like, why make it based on it? Like, why, why is it why is it called the video game's name? Why does it have the video game's characters? If you just liked the the core of that game and you ported it to a board game, there's no reason to keep all those things from the video game unless you're trying to service the people who are familiar. Yeah, I mean, I guess like ideally, even if you don't know the game, you could still like it. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but I can see where like maybe the people who haven't played the game or maybe second priority uh, for like the designer or like if your intent is to to port that over, yeah, you might be a little more concerned with people who know the source material. I definitely think both both groups of people could like it. I just mean, I feel like the group who's played the video game will always like it more just because they're familiar, right? Uh, on average. Maybe on average. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like sometimes those people can be critical too, right? Like the people That's who read true. the book go and see the movie and they're like, oh, they changed everything. Whereas somebody who never read the book can just go yeah. and have a great time, you know? Where's Tom Bombadil? Oh, that could <laughs> this can just spiral in a whole other direction. <laughs> um, I think sometimes designers are just told, hey, we have this IP. Can you make a game around it? Like, I think that's what happened with Anno 1800. This could be totally wrong. It's just like kind of set in the world of Anno, but I don't think it's very similar besides just like the genre, like resource management, city building. But I don't think it has anything to really do with the video game besides that. But I think they just got the rights. They're like, hey, hey, Wallace, make us a game. You know what I didn't mention that I should have mentioned is Etherfields feels very much like a video game. So did Tainted Grail. I think the uh, the Awakened Realms like campaign games feel very video gamey. So if you are looking for something that's video games but in board game form, I think those are those are a good place to go, and they're good games too. Yeah, a lot of like the campaign legacy games have a little of that more story driven overlap for sure. Using those games as an example, I'm also thinking of stuff like the Dark Tower game, Return to Dark Tower, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of those legacy campaign, bigger dungeon crawly things that also have app integration. And I'm wondering at what point does it stop being a board game and start being a video game like that's almost augmented reality because you have a game like Descent, which basically comes with a bunch of terrain pieces and then everything is handled on the app. Oh, terrain pieces. I thought you said train pieces. I was like, why are there trains in Descent? Because <laughs> trains should be in every game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's hard to say because I bet Descent could work without the app, but in some really fiddly, annoying yeah. way. So it's like, it could be a board game. It just makes no sense for it to actually be a full-on board game. It makes sense for it to kind of be 50-50. Well, even a game that is very much thought of as a board game, like Frosthaven, has an app. And I've heard some people say that they will not play Frosthaven without the app because it just streamlines so much and takes so much rules overhead away from the players. But at that point, aren't you just playing an app with physical pieces that you're manipulating? 
Isn't that isn't that like saying, are you doing math if you're using a calculator? Hey, it could be. It's like it's just yep. making it easy. <laughs> yeah, I have always had like Gloomhaven and Frosthaven. Those games always felt sort of very like video game esque as well to me, like dungeon crawly and like you know mm-hmm. almost like you could just have a computer doing a lot of that math. And then they, there are apps that just do that. So yeah, and then they just made a digital version. Actually, the digital Gloomhaven is very good. That's my that's that's easily I think the only board game to video game thing that I play besides Yellow and Yangtze. So for impromptu segment, are we thinking board game that feels the most like a video game, or are we thinking video game that we would most like to see translated into board game? That. Oh, yeah, oh. that's what I was thinking. Too. Okay, I know what okay. mine is. I know what yours is too. <laughs> what? No, you don't. It's not going to be Mario Kart. Oh. i i am beginning to think mario kart's not possible it's also a racing game (laughs) track mania because i think a board game where you were building the maps and sharing the maps with each other is a large part of of it could be really fun rallyman gt was close to this it came with a bunch of hexagonal tiles and people would make fan-made maps and that was fun. I just enjoyed like racing on different maps. Really, it's actually pretty close to Trackmania because it's really a time trial, um, Rally Man. But but still, just this idea of like a very customizable racing game where it's not so much about the racing because there's games that kind of do the racing well, but on preset tracks, but more about like the track building. That to me just sounds like it'd be really fun. And there's no reason why it couldn't work in a board game, I think, because it's just building the track i think it would be even more fun to build the track in front of you than on like track mania's system um what about there was that like pitch car i think there it's kind of like a little dexterity crokinole mm-hmm. looking thing you build out yeah, the track and things like that yeah pitch car might be close i haven't played it yet and maybe that's the one mine is and this is gonna sound goofy but I've always wanted to see worms turned into a board game and then they went and did it but i just i don't know i'm I didn't even back it because I'm just like, I just, I think, I don't think it can be done, honestly. Um, I really think even like, like Super Smash Bros, first person shooters, like just anything where you kind of run around and are bonking each other or sneaking around trying to find each other and zap each other or, um, you know, Worms to me was always like turn based. So I, it felt like something that you could do as a game, but there's just something about that. Dexterity seems to me like the way to do it where, it's pretty yeah. random, but there's still a range, a spectrum of things you can do. Mm-hmm. And if you really do practice, you could get good at it. You also could yep. just sort of biff it and just whoop off into nothingness. Um, I don't know how you introduce like wind or <laughs> like things like, but maybe like the terrain is just somehow bumpy or something. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that dice is the way to capture what makes a game like mm-hmm. Worms special adrenaline is a first person shooter it's supposed to capture this feeling of like running around getting weapons and shooting each other but i think it's pretty euroy but people say it's actually does a decent job at capturing okay. that shooter you mentioned experience. one a, a little while back about halo or sort of like i think it was project elite yeah that was it oh yeah project elite does feel like a video game it's real mm-hmm. time and it's not dexterity but it's like panic if panic is mm. a board game genre okay it's like real time panic. Yeah, okay. Game. I did like real time I, and dexterity are like the common buzzwords in this discussion. 
This is a bit of a cop-out because it's a movie I want adjusted to a board game. But there's a video game that's already done it and they've done it okay. I think the game could be better. But I really want a Dinosaur Island simulator like Jurassic World Evolution. Dinosaur Island's a board game. Uh, Dinosaur oh, okay. World is a board game. I will not reveal my thoughts on this podcast because it will get me in trouble <laughs> with someone from Pandasaurus, I'm sure. Um, Dinogenics is another board game. I've read the rules for it. I've really tried to hype myself up to buy it, and I just can't do it because I don't think I'm going to enjoy it a ton. Um, I just really, really want the feeling of us running competing dinosaur projects. I think the problem is they're all very insular, and they're all very, I have my board with my dinosaur park. Like, let's do a shared park where we're all contributing, and as a result of that, we can, like, have stuff where I'm taking the pin out of your gate so that your t-rex gets out that sort of stuff oh you just want to kill people i just want dinosaurs that's all i want robert jurassic park or are you saying like the third one <laughs> no, so there there is actually a game called jurassic world evolution where you're running different jurassic park oh theme okay parks. okay uh, that's Got why it. i say it's a cop out because i really just want an adaptation of jurassic park but like most of the other games that i really like like dota 2 is another one but i feel like guardians of atlantis 2 does a good job of giving me the feel that i want so I can't really say hmm. I want a MOBA game. Um, Bioshock I really like, but I don't know that I would enjoy the type of game that would come out of a Bioshock game. Yeah. Mm. So I'm sticking with my Jurassic Park Park Manager. Please, someone make it. That's about what we have for this this t- this evening's talk of board game, video games, and the, the overlap of the Venn diagrams. You can always leave us a line at cardboardphilosophypod at gmail.com. And... Listen wherever you're listening. Keep it going. Share with a friend. Keep playing games. Have a good time. We also recently got a guild on BGG. So if you are on Board oh, Game right, Geek right, and you right, want to right. contribute a conversation, get something rolling over there, uh, you're more than welcome to join us on the interwebs. Good call, Evan. What they said. Play some games. Later. Later.